Hello, and thank you once again for joining us. We're riding through our, the ages, our revolving journey through the eras of Common Rider. My name is Eric. I'm Eugene. And today we will be in the second phase of Heisei, mm -hmm. the 13th episode of Common Rider Double, entitled The Q on the Radio slash Targeted Princess. It aired December 6th, 2009. It is written by Kenichi Heisegawa and directed by Hidoji Ishida. And so this is the first part of a two-parter, mm -hmm. and this is the last two-parter two before the first movie. Okay, so, it, so we don't have to watch the 14th two-parter. We watch 13 we watch, and then before the 14th Yeah, No, we watch 13 and 14. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. So this is the last two-parter. Yeah, okay, no, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking, see, there you go. I'm thinking in both oh, episode 13. It's just really one episode now. 13 and 14, and then the Rider War movie, I think it is. Right or core, they 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 just add words onto it. Yeah, just um, <laughs> they do what they want. Yeah, it's uh, it's a movie war 2010. Okay, uh, that I think came out in 20 uh, 2009. But um, <laughs> and then like uh, like I was telling you, we are going to the next episode of 71. Mm. Um, after that, we could watch the Come Right of the first movie. Okay. But that's a two-part episode, so we'll leave that for the second part of that episode. Okay. So that we don't have two movies in a row. Right. We'll have it because we watch the movies at the end of the rotation. Right. Uh, after zero one, before seventy one, so we'll have four episodes a movie, four episodes a movie. Right. So, um, but anyways, <clears throat> it's kind of uh obvious what the this one's about, kind of. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because um, it's got radio and princess in the title. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I'd feel pretty cheated if it was somebody else. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's who you think it is. But we still need to uh, figure out what the Q stands yeah, the for. Q. So um, I think you mentioned before when we were talking about it, you're thinking it's like uh, a stalker because she's a little celebrity. Mm -hmm. And that I'm trying to remember if there is a scene like that, but like a scene where like she wants to do the fighting, but she's got to maintain her. Yeah, because that's, that's how I imagine it. Be yeah. one of those things where she doesn't need to be rescued, but she's like, She's got an she's got an image. Yeah, she she yeah she has to wait until she's like by herself somehow, and then be like, wait, but how do I do do it with cops checking it out and being like, whoa. It's like for some reason the Aven it's it's like for some reason the Avengers have to take care of Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like if you guys just go away, I can handle this. But well, you guys got to like I got this. I've got this, guys. It's okay. Yeah, let me talk to him. Let me talk to him. Um, there was that one. It was in the animated show where. Uh, they kidnapped, like the Sinister Six kidnapped Aunt May so that Peter Parker would contact Spider-Man. Mm. But Spider-Man was like, going through this whole thing where like he was losing his, his powers and they were like fading in and out. And so he went to like go save them and he lost because his powers like sucked at that point. Oh. And they unmasked him and they're like, it's Peter Parker. And then they're like, just like, wait a minute. You couldn't contact Spider-Man, could you? Yeah. And so you came as yourself to save your aunt. <laughs> and he's just like... Yeah. You got me. Yeah. Oh, shucks. <laughs> Damn it. You guys are one step ahead of me. Uh, one step ahead of me again. Um, Draft. Yeah. So uh, I remember this, and um, I don't want to like give anything away, yeah. obviously. I can see you struggling. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like every other word. It's like, wait, no. Mm, so there's some things in this that have repercussions for like the rest of the show. Okay. Uh, so it's now it's, it's picking up right here. Well, I mean, it's yeah. been picking up. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, everything's <laughs> always picking up. Um, I mean, other than the fact they're two part episodes, Double's pretty good at like moving the storyline along mm -hmm. while still having standalone stories. Yes, for sure. Because we get all these things with museum and all that stuff. Yeah, it's usually something important. It might not be, you know, 
uh, season changing important like boom now this character's dead or something but yeah <laughs> no it's just this, it adds up yeah it adds up yeah um so uh any thoughts uh i'm just like I, is one of the cues a question yes okay there we go that's one cue one cue down was well, the cue on the radio yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it, there's only other one other cue right yeah there's two and that would be the uh the uh, the or is, is Q the well? I wouldn't know, but yeah, the Dopon. Yeah, one of them is the Dopon. I'm trying to remember which one is the Dopon. I don't know. It could be any word. It could be. I a... think it's not the Dopon. I don't think the Q is the uh, question is the Dopon. Okay. I think the other because I'm I know what the two Qs are, but so I still have to figure out the Dopon. I think it'll pre- be pretty obvious when we see it, but um, <laughs> yeah, and there's all these like also is remember that um. Yes, Queen. Oh, damn, I'm good. I was uh, thinking because Princess here, and I'm like, okay, yeah. is there a di- um, dynamic? Uh, we know that Kirihiko and Sayaka know, they don't know who he is, but they know what Double looks like. Yeah, I know what he looks like. And it, I guess it's impossible to do any kind of research with that information, but that's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that part. he's not on the cameras <laughs> outside their mansion or anything like that. Right, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they don't have the this entire is, police. Force this was in old. This was pocket. this was like 11 years ago. The technology didn't exist for like cameras. Yeah. <laughs> There's this guy that was wearing a windscale fedora outside of the mansion, and then all the cops everywhere are like, eh, "I have no idea what you're talking about." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Never seen him before. Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my uh, yeah, my ramen noodles are starting to get soggy. You yeah. Know? Uh, yeah. Sometimes you have to like suspend the disbelief of like how much power these people actually have. Right. We gotta pretend they don't own the city. Yeah, I mean, they, but t- sometimes they do. Yeah, until they, <laughs> until they mention it. Yeah. So yeah, this is going to be. Um, yeah, it's gonna be an episode. <laughs> it's gonna be an episode. <laughs> it's hard to talk about it. Well, without, yeah, you can't spoil. Yeah, you without, gotta wait until we watch it. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. Um. We'll be back. We'll go watch that. Cyclone Joker. <laughs> okay, and we are back. So. Um, the funny thing about this episode is how little actual common writer was in it. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, because there was a lot of story in it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of building up to the big scenes, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, it was it was almost like, well, they had to have it because they had needed, they need to have the transformation in every episode. Right. Yeah. They kind of just. <laughs> <laughs> you could have done without it, really. Uh. Yeah, but it it, it worked to show. Because, I mean, the, the cliffhanger trailer mm-hmm. was what needed it, and also it worked to show how powerful the Dupont was. Yeah. I mean, I almost feel like, and I'm sure we've mentioned this before, but it, the whole two-part episode as a whole would be better if it was one hour-long episode. Yeah. Because then things like that, where you're just kind of adding common Rider for the sake of adding common Rider, wouldn't happen yeah. as much, at least in the build-up part that of it. That happens every uh, sometimes, but other times it's like it's good either way. I mean, like yeah. the, the Sweets episode. Yeah. Those were two really good episodes because, mm-hmm. and this is, um, I mean, the, 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 the cliffhanger isn't really a cliffhanger no. because you know it's going to happen. We already knew it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, that's just it. If this was like an hour long episode and we're expecting it to be self contained and then suddenly there's a cliffhanger, it's like, what? But yeah. No. I mean, we knew this is the first, the, the first one of a two parter. So. Yeah. So, anyways, it starts off with a recap of the previous episodes mm-hmm. just because that's what they do. Um, and then it starts with, uh, uh, Wakana. Yeah, she's walking down a parking lot, I'm assuming. Like one of those uh Yeah, just in an out just like a parking structure or something. Yeah. Um and there's some guy well you see basically somebody you hear running and then you see like just flowers. Yeah, you see footsteps <laughs> and gigantic it's a, bouquet of roses. Yeah, and so um a guy shows up and he's he she appears and she's like, What do you want? Yeah, why do you keep following me basically? And he proposes to her. 
And it's just, uh, I think, middle age, maybe late later on in the middle age, too. Yeah. Um, you start, you know, starting to bowl. Uh, wouldn't look like it would be her type at, at all. Yeah. But he's like, hey, look, I'm actually really well off, uh, even more. Uh, uh, I can't use the word used, but basically. So what it is is that he actually is part of museum. Yeah, we find that out with uh, how blatantly they. Well, he says that he's better off than Kiriko. Yeah, better off. There, that's the word. He's, he's better. better off. He's, he's a better match for her mm-hmm. than Kirihiko. Yeah, was, was for, for Sayaka. Yeah, saying that like if the two of them get together, they would be even more powerful than the two of them. Yeah, they would be a bigger power couple. Yeah. Um. And so she like throws him. What? She She's just like no. I think she just kicks him in the chest. Oh yeah. And then he gets back up like. Oh, is that right? And, and transforms. So he uses uh, masquerade. Masquerade. Now this is the first time this appears. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Masquerade is their mooks. Okay. So we'll you'll see them later, but uh, or all, you'll see them all the time from now on. Literally, masqueraders are the shocker troops of museum. Yeah, with the way he looked and the way that he was moving after he transformed was very goofy and. So he's, useless. they're the foot soldiers. Okay, gotcha. So you'll see them all the time. So from now now on, whenever like they need double to actually like do something in a fight or when they want to like make some cool stuff they'll mm-hmm. have just masquerade troops so this is the first time they appear basically it's the generic um guy memory that's given to every member of the museum okay and just so you guys know if you, if you just picked up from context he gets taken out as if he's a yeah she killed shocker troop yeah he just <laughs> sh- gets shot three times in the chest and blows up yeah so she just kills a guy <laughs> um we'll just gloss over that yeah. <laughs> and so as soon as <laughs> as soon as that scene ends because basically it ends with uh you looking at clay doll it starts off with her uh personality on the radio yeah just very you know um I want to say hyper, but uh, she energetic. Says, she literally says 130% enthusiasm. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and that's what she's given. <laughs> yeah, she's very hyped up, talking about, you know, hey. Mystery Corner. Yeah, doing the Mystery Corner because there's a skull mask or she something. She says it's from Buta X, which is Buta's um, pig. But um, Buta X and uh, Buta is the Japanese word for pig. Okay. Um, She's talking about the skull man. Uh, skull man. Now, this is literally a hint or a trailer for the movie okay so that's why i was bringing it up because i feel like because it has nothing else to do with the show yeah it just seemed like they gave it too much information to make it yeah this is this is like this is like a um little teaser for the movie okay cool that's awesome so the skull man will be in the movie okay is that so is the movie continuity then yeah movie the movies in double are continuity oh that's awesome sweet uh which is hard because it's also i mean (laughs) whenever you have decade in a movie you're like whatever because decade can travel between dimensions right and so (laughs) he literally goes to different versions of realities but anyways so so, she finishes the mystery corner uh, uh, the the thing is is well i'll talk about this more but skull man is the precursor to common rider in general uh yeah okay so uh ishinomori who created common rider before he created Kamen Rider in the 70s, he wrote a manga called Skullman. I think that we talked about this on our episode zero, yeah. actually, because I, I remember uh, seeing something about that. Yeah, so Skullman was uh, was too dark for TV, so they created Kamen Rider to be it. So the Skullman is like this thing about Kamen Rider. Gotcha. So, anyways. So, um, yeah, so that's why like it, it felt weird, because they never talk about it again, and they get this thing. It's a little tra- preview for... And if you would have seen, if you would have around this time, they would have been showing trailers for the movie. Yeah, they would have shown trailers, and I think it's in the poster, mm. like the Skull Man is in the poster and stuff like that. Okay, so, yeah. So this, it wouldn't be such a obscure, almost seemingly it, yeah obscure a weird thing. So yeah, it's a it it's a, it's a, it's a okay. like a little 
clip or uh, uh, teaser for the movie. Yeah, so she finishes up the the mystery corner and uh, they, they say there's been multiple sightings, right? And then she starts her like she plays a single off of her album. Yeah, she plays her single. You know, Is that, so now we find out she's. I mean, we we already kind of knew she was bigger than just the radio thing, but that that also re puts back into context for me about how the radio is kind of the big deal. Mm-hmm. Like I had forgotten until we were watching this episode. I'm like, oh yeah, because radio, radio is it, the logical next step for her career. Yeah, radio is the big the big deal. Because I was thinking, why isn't she a movie star? And they're like, oh yeah, it's radio. It's not movies. Yeah, in, in Futa City, who cares about TV? There's no TVs. It's radio. It's radio. Yeah, so radio is like the big deal. Which album. is a cool little like. She's a model. It, it's like a cool little like uh, uh, flavor mm-hmm. for Futa City to make it like different than other. Futa is like. Food is all about wind power, and they care about the radio mm-hmm. more than television. And even though, like, it takes place in modern day, it's like this is Fuda City. Yeah, Fuda City is all about wind and the airwaves and things like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So it's like a cool little like thing that we see throughout the entire show. It just always is doing it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she's uh she's playing a song off of her like single. Yeah. And then it cuts. Yeah, it's like it's got three songs on the album. I think she said. Yeah, because that's that's how they do it. So the single, uh, they'll do like a single, and then they'll like release an album later. Yeah. And the single costs like twenty bucks, and the <laughs> album costs like thirty bucks today. Yeah. <laughs> CDs never went down in price in Japan. Um, which is the reason why Blu-rays cost like ninety dollars. <laughs> uh, not even like exaggerating. Literally ninety dollars. If you ever try to import Blu-rays from Japan, you think you're paying an import tax. No, they're not making. You're like, <laughs> I'm getting a hundred and twenty. I have to pay a hundred and twenty bucks for this Blu-ray. You're like. Minus shipping and the cost of the actual Blu-ray, the person is Blu-ray. Blu-ray. The person is probably making like nine dollars. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So, anyways, it goes to um the office. Yeah, and both uh, Philip and Shotaro jamming out, higher, yeah. like hard. Yeah, they're they're singing along with doing the song, the dance doing, moves. Doing, doing the dance moves, and. <laughs> And Philip's like, I don't understand. Why does her voice affect me so? Because <laughs> he's like, you know, he's all yeah. about understanding everything. And then Shatara's like, it's obvious. Wakana is an angel. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when uh, uh, Akiko comes uh, yeah. in and like slaps him in the, <laughs> slaps him like, in the head. What's the big deal, basically? And he's and just she, oh, he's, the devil. The devil. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. So, if I, so, so while the song's finishing up, you she get a little gets, fun little interaction between the three of them and... Um, She's, you know, doing her, you know, the thing they would do transitioning between the end of a song to the next one or whatever. The, the next piece the of next the segment yeah. or whatever they're doing. So and she takes a, a, radio, yeah, uh, a call. A, a call. So like her show is like there's been a lot of call ins and she reads the news and mm-hmm. stuff. So her, her, her radio shows were like five hours long. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the call is from a Mr. Question. Yeah, Mr. Question. So basically the Riddler, but not really. <laughs> um, so. Uh, he asks her, uh, he wants what's to your give, favorite number? He wants to give her a present. Mm-hmm. And he says, he asks the question, what is your favorite number? And she says, seven. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because seven is considered like a, like the second most unlucky number in Asian culture. Yeah. After four. four. Um, and that's just because of the co- uh, the way you pronounce it. Like in in, in Japanese, uh, shitsi, you'll, you'll learn it shitsi uh-huh. as, as seven, but nobody ever says that. Nana. Nana, which literally translates to nothing. And so you'll just say Nana, um, and le- depending on what you're counting. If you're counting something, you'll use different things. I think 70, you use uh, Shuju. But um, so uh, anyway, she says seven, whatever. And so he says he's going to give her a present and to look out the window. Yeah, and uh, she doesn't. She's just like, oh, that was that, a weird call. That, that was hard, with her, you know, just you know. kind of keeping the radio sh- show going. And, and then that. suddenly you hear this, you know, rumbling. Yeah. Um, 
and it uh, cuts back to the office, and they're like, huh, I wonder what that sound is. And they look out the window, and the, the entire Futo windmill, basically. One of the turbines, because there's turbines yeah. throughout the entire city. Right. And one of them is, like, blowing up and things, and it, like it's, like, collapsing, and it forms into a number seven. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, how is that possible? And uh, it, it so it zooms into the actual scene of the window. Oh, I forgot there was a little like little flavor thing. Okay. Of she says, "Oh, that was a weird thing," and then she turns down her microphone. Volume, oh, to do the, t- the 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 sucking of yeah. her teeth, and then she thinks to herself, "Another stupid stalker," and then, and then goes t- back out. <laughs> little thing. Yeah, I forgot like, about that. Yeah. Yeah. Turns down the volume. She nobody can hear. Click her teeth, and then she goes back and angle kind of. So the the turbine collapses, and then it goes into the open. Yeah. Well, but right before the opening, it shows a scene of what blew it up. Oh yeah. Yeah. We don't like, know what it is, but you see like this Frankenstein abomination thing, and he like punches somebody. Yeah. Or something. He's like, ah, and there you go. It goes to the opening. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the last we see of him for a little bit. Yeah. Um, so when it comes back to the opening, uh, oh, yeah, I guess the it also the last thing we see of Shotaro before the opening is him heading out the door. So that's the other relevant bit. I yeah, because he's going to be the hero. Yeah, gotta gotta go get there. So when the opening ends, you see him on his bike rushing to the scene, and um, he's talking in his mind. Or sometimes uh, a detective has to go in even when there's not a case. Yeah, he's doing his basically his internal monologue. It's like especially when there's a damsel in distress, he's being, yeah. trying to be all Humphrey Bogart. A dainty about damsel in distress. Dainty damsel in distress. <laughs> like, no, see what kills me about this is I thought he was rushing to the tower <laughs> you know, where all like, these people might need done. him. <laughs> yeah, no, he goes to the the radio station. Well, we don't station. know how much time has passed. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, by the time he gets, she gets, um, he gets to the radio station she's being flocked by reporters oh yeah she's swarmed and, and, by and, paparazzi and they're talking about the event as if it happened like mm-hmm. a while ago yeah it's like hey so people were how injured. do you feel about how it? do you feel about do you this? take responsibility that's so of like thing. it's it's probably been hours mm-hmm. this is one of those times where we do kind of want the timestamps from kuga yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh there's all this thing and then um it's basically the manager's trying to be like hey get back get back she, he falls into the crowd she helps him back up well kind of does yeah and um, Shotara can't get his, his foot through the crowd either. And somebody from outside of the crowd, some woman yells, hey, she doesn't know anything about it, but I do. Yeah, uh, Makoto. Makoto. Yeah. And I think from um, what she, I picked up, she used to work there? No. Well, you see her later. She is, um, she's known as the voice of Futo. She's uh, the city's number one uh, news reporter on oh, the radio. Oh, okay, gotcha. Because later on we see a news reporter and it's her. Okay, yeah. She's the news portion of the radio yeah see i missed exactly what her thing was i knew she was a radio talent i didn't know if she used to be or she was currently she's like the news portion where wakana is like the entertainment portion gotcha so um so like they're sort of contemporaries but sort of rivals at the same time Mm -hmm. um and so she says that mr question called her rate called her also and so some of the reporters break off to try to interview her. Mm-hmm. So that gives room for Shotaro to get through. Yeah. And uh, she, like, he, he comes up to introduce himself and she kind of slams his head on the wall. Like, she tugs him forward or something like that. No, she's, like, getting away. So what happens is, is he, <laughs> he tries to get in too close and she's gone and he runs right into the wall. <laughs> so he was, like, trying to, I don't know, yes, sexually sir? assault her. Yeah, seriously. Um, uh, but... <laughs> It was meant. It was pulled off as like a slapstick uh, Bugs Bunny maneuver. Yeah. Um. But next thing you know, she's like, uh, it, it's around the corner. She's getting into her van, and the manager is there. She she hits him real hard with her purse. Like, yeah. So even... so when she's not being, so the manager's in on it. 
So when she walks around the corner, she reverts back to her yeah true her self. usual self. She smacks him with the person. She's like, "What kind of manager are you? Can't yeah, keep what are you doing? Paparazzi away from me." And then uh, Shutaro's there, and she doesn't try to like fake it up. She's like, "What are you doing, spying?" Yeah, what are you doing, spying on me? Because she's, she's like, "Ah, oh, yeah. he's as like, having uh, manager and all that." It was just an accident, and he like goes over. And she's yeah, I, like, well, I just happened to be going this direction. And she's and like, so. "Who are you?" And he's like, "You don't remember because they met once before." Uh huh. Because he got her autograph, remember? Mm-hmm. And to him, it's like, I got a celebrity's autograph. But to her, she's like, I signed another autograph. Yeah, it's like, whatever. <laughs> and so he does this, like, che- well, you know, think cool, cheesy. Like, it's uh, what he's, you'd expect somebody. He says that he's a detective. And she's like, I don't remember hiring cool. a detective. And <laughs> Here for the damsel. And so he turns around and he's doing his old, like, hard-boiled monologue and tries to go around again to her to like talk to her and she's close to the door yeah and he just runs right into the door because it was a it was a van it was like a sliding van and she was on the inside mm-hmm. and he was just going to kind of lean in to talk to her more right. but she's already shut the door so he just slams his head in the door falls down and then they drive off <laughs> uh and it basically comes back to the, it, the scene of him like screaming in his office while holding an ice pack to his head <laughs> he's just like oh my sh- my my reality has been shattered yeah it's like he's lost face and Oh Faith. yeah, he's he's like my image of her has been shattered, and it didn't do too much for my image exactly. too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And this is why I don't follow celebrities on Twitter. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> any celebrity I've ever followed on Twitter, I end up hating. You're like, oh, then you're kind of an ass. <laughs> you're like, you're you're out of touch with reality. <laughs> you don't. So there was this. Co- don't get it. Um, there was this trailer. I, unless you're following Ryan Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds is the best. So there's this whole trailer. <laughs> On so you know about Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman have this rivalry. Uh-huh. So there's this thing on Ryan Reynolds' YouTube channel, and it was a commercial for um, I can't remember, but uh, Hugh Jackman founded a, a coffee company, mm. and the coffee company like gives a hundred percent of its proceeds back to the people who grow the coffee. Okay, so that's like the the thing of it. But uh, the commercial is about that. It's like uh, Hugh Jackman waking up in the morning and Hugh Jackman being a horrible person throughout the course of the day. He's just like he's like yelling at kids. He like throws his <laughs> alarm clock. He like tells his dog to walk himself. Oh, and, and it's like and, and the voiceover is around Reynolds saying this is Hugh Jackman, humanitarian, doing all this stuff. And he founded this coffee company to give 100 percent of the proceeds back to the local growers. And. To make it so that he's not a giant jerk. Because <laughs> then he has a cup of the coffee and then he turns into the nice Hugh Jackman. Right. And so the idea is that like he founded the entire company so that he could get good coffee to not be an asshole a, uh, all sense. the time. <laughs> and That's so funny. it's like this great the the uh Hugh Jackman Reynolds thing is, is great. So uh other than them, I've never wanted to know more about I've never like Yeah, cared. Cared or known about my celebrities because they're just they're crazy people. <laughs> Uh, they make most of their life is pretending to be somebody else. I yeah, mean, that so that's gotta mess with you. <laughs> I think it does. I mean, you, you always see it when they have some big explosion or like you know punch out some dude that's got a camera in their face. And I'm sitting here like, why'd you have a camera in his face? I mean, it's not like a YouTube celebrity who's just themselves turned up to 11 when they're on YouTube or something like that. These are people who are like, I'm going to pretend to be somebody else for 19 hours out of the day mm-hmm. for six months straight. That's got to yeah. mess with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so Shotaro's, um, he, his image is cracked there, and he doesn't want to do it. He basically doesn't want- talking all the smack. And, 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 uh, um, Aki, like, Akiko thinks it's great. She yeah, this is hilarious. She's like that, finally understanding. Essentially, yeah, like yeah, she's so. making this nana nana boo boo like kind of kitty. She voice actually over like there. Uh, sticks her tongue out at like, him and like pulls like, her eye down like the Japanese kids do. Right. Um. But she's just like, I knew, you know, I knew she wasn't perfect. Basically, 
And, and that's when Philip's like, you're all wrong. And he no, comes no, over he, with this. He, he, no, first off, he says, he's just like, are you really going to do it? Because this is a Dopont, Shotaro. Yeah, because Shotaro doesn't want to have anything to do with the case. But then uh, Philip's just like, this is a Dopont, and he is making the city cry. Right. And so he basically. <laughs> Philip's like, it's like, Shotaro's just like, I guess you're right. <laughs> and then but he and walks then over he's, with a scrapbook. And then he walks over and he's like, and you're wrong. She's perfect. <laughs> yeah, she's the most interesting and uh, like pure form of. She's young, like, like the, a young yeah, adult, yeah, and I don't know. Yeah, she's like the the most perfect example of a young woman. <laughs> and Akiko's like, oh, he's hardcore. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's hardcore like a, fan. There's no going away. Yeah, I mean, the term fan comes from the term fanatic. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Shotaro's like, look, were you not listening to anything I just said? <laughs> he's just like, it's like none don't... of that matters. Yeah. So uh, Shotaro's like, okay, yeah, you're right. It's a dull pond. He's making the city cry. I do have to do something. About fine. It. If I have to. <laughs> so then it cuts to museum, I believe. Family dinner. Yeah. Which I love these family dinners. This is like. <laughs> Cause this is like, just like this is a different world to all of a sudden. Yeah. Because it's, it's like there's this there's this dysfunctional like on the outside this dysfunctional family of Shotaro, Philip, and Akiko. They're like a family, mm-hmm. and they're like they uh they're not civilized to each other, but they love each other. Uh huh. And then you go to the the museum family, which is like the different type of dysfunction. Yeah. Where it's just like they're all sitting around the table and talking, and they're just like ripping each other apart uh, like verbally and then eventually physically where they're just like they're like what is the term for high society wasps i believe i don't know but yeah because of that sort of uh stinging way that they'll talk to each other they'll be be polite but not at the same time so it's complete opposite they're they're civilized with each other it's like this backhanded compliments of like going up to a girl and saying you look better than you usually do yeah exactly it's like oh it looks like you've And it's uh, so you've the only fin- lost a little weight. Yeah, it looks. It's like you <laughs> you're not as fat saying, as you usually are. You could have said that without saying the only. Part, <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> so they're uh, sitting around the table. It's a silent. So they're having a silent dinner until the dad's like, "Oh, so um, I heard you had some interesting issues. things happening at work." You yeah. know. Yeah. And then her her older sister sp- pipes up with the maybe she should quit the celebrity yeah, business, get her a job in the the organization, memory distribution, get her selling drugs like the rest of us, <laughs> and um, and then uh. Uh, Kirihiko Kirihiko is interesting because he's trying to like make everybody happy because mm-hmm. he like actually wants him to be like a good family yeah even though he I mean he's totally the, the abused in all the relationships but yeah, he's like sure. he's he's trying to like be a good stepsister and a good uh, de- good stepsister <laughs> perfect no keep going a good stepbrother and uh, also trying to be a good husband and trying to be a good employee and he's just like nobody's helping him out mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah he's got a claws way up <laughs> yeah and so um so they're uh uh wakana and saiko are like going back and forth and yeah, finally she basically stands up and like slams the table and it's like hey shut up you don't know anything about and me she's like don't that's not a way to talk to your big sister and then she's like yeah don't talk to me like that and then she and then wakana transforms and fires an energy blast <laughs> She like bats it away with her. Uh, she she uh, she's obviously Sakana, the superior form. Yeah, turns into Tapu, knocks her away, slams her, and like knocks her back into a wall. Which is funny because they're the doing this in front of like dozens of like servants, employees. So I'm imagining this isn't the first time they've yeah. seen this. But uh, you're not supposed. Remember when you work at the mansion, you don't see here or t- anything. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Kirihiko stands up, is like, "Whoa, I think you're going too far." And she's like, "Don't worry, she'll survive." Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> And so she, you know, this she, is psycho. Remember, this, she she beats, she like smacks yeah, around, totally does uh, like takes the whole bag of oranges to him. Yeah. So, uh, what kind of I was gets tempted to name up. that episode to like 
uh, Lifetime original movie. No, I was tempted <laughs> to name it to a Spouse's Place, but I thought that oh. might have been a might, bit much. In <laughs> oh, man. Um, so what kind of picks yourself up? And her dad walks over and is like, you know what? I think I agree. Oh, well, they, they're, they're, they're fighting again. And she's like, he's he just stands up. And he's like, that's enough. Oh, that's and they enough. both stop. They both detransform. And he comes over and he says, this is something I've been thinking about for a while. As well. Yeah. yeah. So it's something it's like, if you can't fix this quickly, then you're going to have yeah. to quit. Yeah. And, and she's like, I'll take care of this myself. Obviously, she says it very angrily. Yeah. Um, like a little kid rebelling from the family. Yeah. Which and so kind of makes sense. She's the only celebrity. Yeah. Even though everyone knows them as the... Well, they know that they're rich. Right. They're rich and, people. But she's like the only celebrity. So yes. She's... The funny thing is she is like, as a celebrity, the most relatable of the family. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like, the dad runs a museum for the fun of it. Yeah. And, uh, and... And... Uh, uh, if you look at it, it looks like just the sister like runs a huge corporate business. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all drugs, but right. on the outside, it looks like they run a co- big corporate business. Um, so if you look at it, it could be like they had huge money, and the dad retired, and he like is a curator of the museum for his like retirement mm-hmm. to like just because he liked it. And then the daughter took over, right? And then the younger daughter is the black sheep of the family by becoming a celebrity. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then it cuts to like the next day or something in the studio and there's Wakanda there and all the police. Yeah, so she she asked for the police's help, I suppose, in finding or that or they just showed up anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, that seems like something the cops should do. Yeah. <laughs> and so, they're like, "Hey, uh, so you know, if you get a call from him, we'll be yeah, here." Yeah, we, we, uh, you're getting a phone call from a, a crazy person who's a terrorist. Right. Um, so, so basically a stakeout kind of. Yeah, so basically uh Jin's there and he says, uh, when he calls again, you want to like get him talking the longest so we can put the trace on him. And she's like, okay. Oh. And um, her, his, what was his name? Miko, Miki? No, Miki's the cat. Uh, Mick is the cat. Mick is the cat. A miak, uh, is it Mako or something? It's something that starts with Ma. Whatever. The detective, the Jin's yeah. uh, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, is like, so what's the deal? Uh, how is it they were going to capture this guy or whatever? And basically, he starts to explain himself, and Shotaro walks in and finishes the sentence. And the guy's like, right, and starts to uh, continue explaining himself before he realizes, wait a minute, Shotaro's here, and he just finished my sentence. Yeah. And so uh, they're like, hey, what are you doing? Get out of here and kicking him around. Makura. Oh, Makura yeah. is, the hard part is that uh, Jin's uh, uh, like family name is Mikiro, Mm. And then it is Shun Makura. Okay. <laughs> so they both, uh, but uh, because Ma- Maki then, yeah, uh, Maku. Uh, so, but they call him by his, uh, but th- we just call Jin by his like first name because he's like he's he's buddy buddies with Shotaro. Right. Um. So yeah, they're going through their whole thing, and uh, Shotaro kind of just like warms his way in mm-hmm. and just acts like he's been part of the briefing the whole time. Right. <laughs> Exactly. I wonder he if he actually had a, a job there, did he? Was I, he originally police force? I don't think so. Yeah. Because he, like, remember, we've seen the flashbacks. Um, Like, I don't remember what they ever say. But we've seen the flashbacks. Like, he was a punk kid when he worked for— Oh, that's for, right. Yeah, because he got—okay, you're right. He was, like, a punk kid when he worked for uh the, the chief. And mm-hmm. I don't remember—this might be me just, like, mixing it up with a bunch of other things, but <laughs> it might be, like, the chief beat him up, and then he became part of it. I don't I, know. Cause that's I, just the that seems like assumption. A, I think that's, like— it's I don't like, know if they ever say, it's but I think that it's happened like four or five shows I've seen. Yeah. So in my mind, I have this view of him being beaten up or something. Right. Um, it's honestly, I think it's a it's a character background cliche for any kind of cop y- show. Yeah. Any type of like yeah. tough guy. Yeah. The tough um, guy. So uh, they're doing the whole 
thing, Shotaro comes in, and then they do get the call. Yeah, they get the call from Q. He immediately calls Philip on the phone so that way he can listen in. Yeah. Um, Philip's in the uh, guy library at as we speak. Yeah. And uh, Akiko's just holding the phone up to him. Right. So, I mean, Philip can hear things inside the guy library. Because yeah. we've we've known this before because yeah. that's how that's how he gets the keyword exactly. So the uh, Mr. Key's like, oh hey, did you like the present I gave you? Um, what's your favorite color? And she doesn't answer. And he's yeah. like, oh, it's red, isn't it? And so that's when uh, Philip's like, okay, this isn't enough to go off of. But then he gets like, a little he's hint. like wait he's a minute, like, and he he looks he, up some book we don't we don't see yet. Yeah, and so he says, he's like Shotaro, tell this to Mister to Mister Question. And he's like, okay. So he like pushes his way in. And Wakanda's like, what are you, what are you k- k- still doing his here? Way, kicks his way into the, the booth and then like throws the police out of the booth as they try to stop him. Yeah. Runs up to the microphone and he says, a true fan would know the answer to this question and be able to combine it with the third and fourth question. It, uh, answer to the third and fourth question. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and on the radio, Mr. Question's like, yeah, yeah, I was going to do that anyway. I was going to do that anyway. And no, then it, hangs it, up the phone. Wakanda's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh. Uh, well, I don't really want to be, but my partner's super into it, so here we are, basically. And like. so then he, ha- he, he like, uh, then uh, the, the par- it's like your partner, and then uh, he had actually just put his cell phone down while he was mm-hmm. talking on the radio, and then you hear Philip's voice, is like, okay, and so he picks it up, and he's talking to, and he answers with Philip, and she's like, Philip? He's just like my partner. Yeah, he's going to figure this out before and anything so, happens. And uh, so, uh, Philip tells him that um, he's the, going to be at this spot. Yeah, the red, basically the the red's going to be a big red flame, and it's going to be from whatever whatever. It was park. a park. Yeah, and, and uh, there's a gas line under it, and he's going to blow that. Yeah, up. he's going to blow up the pipeline. And then uh, Shotaro's like, "Okay, I'm on my way," and then he goes. Yeah, and uh, then it cuts to um, this big monster thing. It's kind of like this boulder bulbous gray monster thing. Yeah, just make it really. Um, like some of its flesh is exposed from ripping out of its own skin. It looks yeah. like uh, it's got like a club hand or like a ball on its left hand, and the its eyes basically there's like a metal cap covering its eyes. Yeah. So um, he I just think big. It's abomination. Like, it's like hitting uh the ground. Yeah, and it's r- walking every twelve feet or something and slamming its fist in the ground, which causes the gas to come up. And then it like so it's like metal of some sort because it scrapes its arms against a metal pole yeah. and it causes sparks and then. You see, like sixty foot gouts of flame shoot right. up into the sky, and <laughs> I love it. Uh, and then uh, Shotaro runs around the corner, and they transform. Yeah, he sees him, and he, so they they do a running transformation into. But this really cool is I don't know if Joker. you saw it, but like when it goes to the Philip part of it, and he's doing like you know uh mm-hmm. uh tr- the, he's wind well, he's doing cyclone yeah cyclone um akiko's on the back like crouched down with her hands up ready to catch him oh yeah <laughs> like cuz she knows where this is going he cuz he's literally standing at the on, top of the stairs yeah the <laughs> no, he said the stop at the catwalk right where the car fa- like oh yeah that's right <laughs> so God, she's psycho. like she's like kind of she's got her knees bent a little bit and her an- hands out like she's going to catch him cuz she knows what's happening cuz he doesn't care mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be short end of the series. Philip fell yeah. down the stairs. You're just gonna have to stay transformed forever because that's the only way he's conscious and survives. So, like, oh, Kiko, we need you to kind of help out now. <laughs> yeah. But no, um, so he, he goes, he transforms Cyclone Joker, and they're they're punching and kicking him. And the guy's not even blocking because nothing matters because like, he's basically just st- a st- muscled stone, right? It's like a little kid. You kind of punch him, and, and then he's like gets he gets knocked up to the side, and Fi- uh, Philip's like, uh, yeah. maybe. Close combat isn't a good thing. Yeah, we need to switch it up. So he, he goes Cyclone Trigger. Yeah. And it, it seems to be working kind of well. You know, sh- the shots are at least having an effect. And that's when he 
I don't know, transforms into like a metal ball, but with an arm still. So he uses, he'll punch the ground to jump up in the air. Yeah. And slam on the ground. It looks like a little kid's toy. It really does. That's probably what it is. Yeah, it's probably a kid's toy that we don't know about. But anyways, he turns into it and he like hits, uh, he hits uh, double and then bounces away. Mm-hmm. And so that was the that's the end of that. And then it goes. Um, but yeah, basically he runs away. Then it goes to the news reporter, which is yeah. Amakiko. And so this is where we find out she's a news reporter. Okay. Uh, this is where like the pieces come together. Okay, gotcha. So she's talking about there's the destruction mm-hmm. and there's questions. And there's a question about uh, whether uh, Princess Wakanda should, should keep going because these things are happening because of it. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to... Um, the office where they're listening to the radio and Philip yeah. turns off the radio and he says, it's not her fault. Why are they pu- basically punishing her for that? And it looks like he's stacking up a bunch of boxes. With Shotaro papers. is stacking up a bunch of boxes and it looks like they're putting up a bunch of papers. Maybe they're doing research or something. See, I was wondering if, because at the time he's, it, it seems like he's talking about how she's such a um, difficult woman or not at all mm. like he thought she was. It might be him getting rid of all his memorabilia. That's what I was thinking is maybe it was like all of his uh, what uh, kind of memorabilia? Yeah, and like transcripts from her, her radio show <laughs> yeah. and stuff like Anyways, that. Anyways, it's a bunch of paper just for the effect of like in a, in a minute. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about how uh, like uh, I would have said no way if it if I hadn't like seen her true face and stuff yeah. like that. And then the door opens and like the wind's blowing and sh- and Akiko's like Wakane's well, like don't scare me like that. Oh, that's because there was a really really strong wind when the scene sh- uh, changed. Yeah, it showed the outside where because they uh, they're having a windstorm. Basically, there's wind. There's like uh little like windmill things everywhere in the city, so you're able to tell where the wind is blowing. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, yeah she a, bursts through the door and leaves the door wide open because she's an asshole, yeah. and it's just blowing everything. This everywhere. is the reason there's papers there. Yeah, just so it can be like <laughs> blown around. Um, and then Phillip she's like, she's like, she's and, like, he's like, he's like, Philip. And then Philip like goes and he hides. Yeah, he hides because she's looking for him. Yeah, and she sees him running away and tries to chase him through the garage door. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, but he's you know trying to keep the door shut. And uh, she's she she basically just thinks he's really shy. Yeah. Now I want to talk to you. This is kind of like a kind of conceit because Philip never hides when anybody else comes in. Uh huh. But he should be hiding from her because she's a member of the museum. But he doesn't know that no, she's a member of the museum. Just, so it just works out that he's hiding from her because uh, that, I mean uh, she's you could say idol. that uh, he's shy because she's a celebrity. And he like right. idolizes her and stuff like that, and that he's not very good around people mm-hmm. in general. But it's like this whole conceit so that she doesn't see him. Mm-hmm. So uh, they talk through the door a little bit because finally she's like, okay, if you're not going to let me in, let's talk. And basically says, you know, why is, uh, why, how did you know this? Yeah. Uh, and basically he goes through, um, he, he knew the two questions weren't related except that she did one, like inside of a magazine, she answered uh, questions. It was yeah. like a questionnaire, four questions. There were, what's your favorite color? Or what's your favorite number? What's your favorite color? What's your latest interest? And where would you go if you had some time off, basically? Yeah. And so the next two questions are going to be blah, blah, blah. And she's and like so really he, impressed. He, he used um, it to, basically, he didn't know that uh, this guy would going to be there. He forced the guy to go there by telling them to connect the, uh, connect the three questions. Mm-hmm. Basically, he forced the guy so that the only option would be for him to go here and create this this scenario. Yeah, because it was the color red. It was because the her yeah, latest interest t- is aromatic candles, yeah. and the place she wanted to go to was a park. Yeah, yeah. So, so, that- so basically, she like he like threw uh, Mr. Questions. Uh, 
Yeah, because rather than do four individual questions, he just made him wrap up the last three into one. So that Philip would know exactly where he was going and what he was going to do. It was like a pretty cool idea. Right, because otherwise you you aren't a true fan if you can't answer all three at once, basically. Yeah. And so, so that's why— it, it, I'm thinking it's like Mr. Question had like something completely different for Red uh-huh. and something completely different for the aromatic candles planned out. But then when he like yeah, Phil- was Philip forced— Yeah, Philip basically <laughs> took all of the, the energy out of it. He's just like, okay, just sit down. Yeah. Um, so now he's got to come up with new stuff. I was thinking he was probably hoping that was the end of it, too. Oh, he was hoping that they could beat him. Yeah. Um, so she's like, oh, you're an det- amazing detective. Will you get him? And she's like, yeah. You can see Shotar is a little bit um, jealous, I guess. Not jealous that she is interested he's upset in Philip. He's upset that, that she's seeing Philip as, as the, the excellent <laughs> ace detective. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's jealous about. He's jealous that he's not being recognized for his massive genius. And really... um. This is actually kind of cool in the story, be, not not this story, but this story in general, is that it is actually, the two of them are required to get things done. Uh-huh. Because Shotaro couldn't get everything done because he wouldn't have the book knowledge that Philip has. And then uh, he needs, uh, Philip wouldn't be able to apply it the way Shotaro does to the city and to individuals and right. the people. And it's like this cool balance of like, they're like two halves of Sherlock Holmes. Right. <laughs> like neither one of them could be a good detective by themselves. So true. <laughs> So um, she, like, pushes the door open a little bit and, like, grabs uh, Philip's hand. And then, like, Philip goes into, like, almost like a uh, guy memory situation where it's, like, surrounded by white. And he's like, I've never felt this way before. Type yeah, because she touches him. She, she's like, okay. She, like, basically is like, I'll put my trust in you. Yeah. And then leaves, just leaving the door open yeah, again. Yeah, she slams, <laughs> slams. Akiko rushes to close it again because the papers are flying everywhere. Um, so Philip comes uh, Philip comes out, and he's just like, I've never, I don't know what's going on. I'm feeling weird. <laughs> and uh, so then it goes to the next day. Mm-hmm. And there's... there's but, I mean, there, there was a scene where Shotar is like, so you see what I'm talking about now? Just look at all this. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's like you see what I'm talking about? She's a disaster. And, and Philip's just like, she's a very complicated one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she has many layers. You mean she's a liar? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> so it, so then it goes to the next day, and they're right. setting up uh, location shooting for a radio show. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're going to go to the locations of three places with the best suites, basically. Yeah. Um, and and uh, Shotaro so, shows up, and he's like, he just he sneaks in with the paper of their itinerary. Yeah, he just walks in and grabs one of the itineraries that's going to be handed to somebody, and, and, and just, just like looks at it. And, and so, like the head guy of the shoot, I think, or the manager, like kind of pushes him, like, "What are you doing here?" And I love the scene because Shotaro just kind of hands back the paper and gives the "Well, I'm out of here" thing because he doesn't even want to be there to begin with. And she's like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, he's the detective's assistant," and he's just like, "Assistant, assistant." <laughs> What do you mean assistant? <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay. Well, welcome back here. I just thought that was great because he's just like, oh, I got the opportunity to leave now because I can just see it. He goes back to Philip like, look, they didn't want me there, man. I tried my best. And so uh, Wakanda gets angry at her manager for this because she's like, I told you to tell them. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. he's just like, she's and, and uh he's like he, when he's uh he's get like getting nervous and stuff and he's like are you okay uh Shotaro's like are you okay and he's just like uh just have a stomach ache I don't, I don't i don't i don't i don't feel so good and she's like well uh don't you know being her wakana self uh oh, healing princess the bathroom no she told him to go to the hospital no oh, that's what I mean. um so because of the way like healthcare is so cheap in japan mm-hmm. um it's not like very advanced um it's like advanced, but it's not like advanced everywhere. It's like a way to put it. It's like they have all of the modern technology, but they don't have it everywhere. Mm. 
Um, but because of the way that, like healthcare is seen in Japan, it's it feels weird being like from America because everybody would they have a cold they go to the hospital oh in japan yeah so it's yeah. like i'm just gonna go to the hospital yeah and not? you're like but see because of the way like healthcare is in america you don't go into the doctor until you're dying yeah pretty much um in japan it's like in their mind it's just like like when you you know you call a plumber when you have problems with your pipes when mm-hmm. you're like feeling sick you go to the doc but then again you like go and you get like x-rays and things like that uh-huh. it's like 12 bucks yeah that'd be nice <laughs> But I mean, you have to pay for it. It's you're required by law to have healthcare there. Right. So, um, I never used it, but I paid for it all the time, <laughs> uh, because of the, my American ideal. I'm like, I just never going to go to the doctor. <laughs> I have to be bleeding out. Uh, right. And uh, oh yeah, the, the, and like ambulances are just like no big deal. They're like free. Right. I mean, we privatize <laughs> ambulances now, so well, it's like a thousand dollars per ride. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> There's stories of people calling Ubers because it's cheaper to get an Uber to the hospital. Yeah, how ridiculous is that, man? (laughs) Because you can also, like, look on the app. Oh, they're almost here. (laughs) Like, if you're not bleeding out, if you just broke your arm or something like that, yeah. Yeah, don't take take an ambulance. Take a taxi. When I dislocated my shoulder, I had a friend drive me. Yeah. So anyways, it, it, they go to the, lo- the first location. Oh, well, there's not, there's another thing there because, like, also when her manager leaves, Makoto's there. Mm. And Makoto's just, like, talking. It's like, oh, so you're doing some, like, news things. And she's like, oh, yeah, uh, thank you for helping out and mm-hmm. doing this type of thing. So there's, like, police presence. Well, no, there's uh, Makoto, the, the, the radio, the radio personality here. The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She's there also. Yeah, she's there. Um, and so what it what it is is that there are... Like two possibilities of who uh, Mr. Question could be. Mm-hmm. Could either be her manager or it could be Makoto. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that you, because those are the only people, unless they pull a like cockroach situation. Right. But these are the only people who have been introduced into this episode. Exactly. Yeah. So it'd be, unless there's some third person. Because we haven't mentioned before that uh, uh, Mr. Question uses a voice modular. So you yeah. have no idea what the voice is. Yeah. You have is. no idea what the voice is. It's just some deep robot voice, basically. Yeah. Um, but. The one thing is like the the cockroach is the one that like is out of the this weird because it's someone we've never seen before. Yeah, there was no introduction of the character. I, th- I think that we ripped on that too at the time. Yeah, but you gotta also no remember that, that was Heaven's Tornado. That was written by somebody completely different, right. and it was like an abnormal episode. Yeah, um, it gets a, it gets one pass. Yeah, because <laughs> there's so much more wrong with that episode. <laughs> yeah, so uh, like uh, in every other story. The Dopant has been introduced in the first part. Right. You might not have realized it, like with uh, with violence, uh, with, with not violence, but with virus. Yeah, with virus. Um, that it was the the lady in the coma. Right. But uh, but she was there. She, she was, was introduced in the story. Yeah. So that's the thing about like a mystery. They have to give you some hints, mm-hmm. and if it's like to- that, was why there was no mystery to cockroach. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so it goes to then it goes to the location. Yeah. So there, it's a sweet the sweet shop from. The episode with the casino. Yes, um, we. I figured that out only because the lady, the daughter, they do, from there they do, shows they up. do, they do help you out by having. It's the same actress, and they do like a little like flashback, and it's. She says that basically in that time she's. Um, her and Raquan are, Connor are having the the interaction that you would have on any food critic show, where she's like, "Oh, it's delicious." It's like, yeah, and then I do it because of this, blah blah blah. I'm, I'm I'm trying to like take up the family business and, and stuff like that, right? And Shotara's like, you know, over there, like, nah, yeah, no, I remember exactly what you were like before. And, and so, and this one, he's like, at least she's like smiling now, and she's like yeah. a happy person. So now. we get to see the flashback of who, what he's talking about with yeah. her, um, basically taking the pa- money from her parents and yeah. like, kicking them down and all that. Crap. So now she ha- she's working to pay. You know off. that person that never got an actual. Punch 
punishment, but uh, she has to work in a sweet shop. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, you're actually set up for life. You have a uh, thriving business. Uh, well, uh, no effort of your own <laughs> after having stolen from your parents. But anyway, that b- besides being salty about stuff, I've already been salty about. Yeah. Um. um so they're doing the whole thing, and she, uh, Wakanda, like chokes a little bit from eating too much sweets and needs to get tea, and they all kind of laugh because like that will make a good commercial for the segment. Uh huh. Of her like choking on the sweets, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Then the phone rings. Yeah, call from Q, and it's it's from Question, and Questions, uh, it's she's. And uh, so it's this weird dynamic because uh, this is kind of movie magic moment where everybody can hear everybody else's conversation, even if they're not listening on the same phone. Right. (laughs) You just kind of have to go with it. (laughs) So like Shotaro is able to call Philip on his cell phone and somehow Philip is able to hear what Mr. Question is saying on a landline phone to Wakana. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But nobody else. Nobody else. Just these four people. Yeah. And on occasion, what it is is also uh, uh, Akiko is holding the phone up to Phil, of, uh, uh, Philip because he's in the guy the memory trend. at yeah, the time. He's in the guy memory. She sometimes puts it back to her ear to like make sure things are going. Like she's hearing it all too. Yeah. Because <laughs> Philip says some weird stuff before he goes to the guy library this time. He's like, let's meet Mr. Q. As in, I, I was thinking, oh, is he going to like transfer his consciousness through the phone or some weird crap like he did with the, the unconscious woman? Yeah, she, he never knew. No, it, he just probably meant it's time for to arrange a meeting. Is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, so they're the, on the phone. He basically is like, hey, so I, you know, I'm going to uh, show Mr. you something. Mr. Question's like, what is your favorite uh, view? And she doesn't answer. No. And he's, and he's like, like, I, I already I, know. I, I already know the answer to this question and kind of hung, ha- hangs up. And then Philip talks to Akana is like so what is the actual answer yeah, she's like, Philip tells Shatara I need to ask her a question in order to solve this and so she says it's uh Futo Tower yeah she she's like it's uh Futo Tower I it's the view from my bedroom or something like that well he said they, they're like is he gonna like okay. steal Futo Tower or destroy it and he's like no this it's, it's not like his thing because he's doing presents yeah, no, it's too big to, to move and it's uh, and he might destroy it, but it just doesn't seem like it fits. And so he's like, "Where's your favorite view?" And he's like, "From my my room." And he's like, "Can you see it still there?" And she's like, like, "No, because no, not for I, two years. I not for two years because they built this like center there." Yeah. Well, I don't think she specified that anything was built. She just said that she hasn't been able to see it for two years. Yeah. And, and th- Philip extrapolated. Oh yeah, he's able to because he's like two years ago they built this uh, convention center. Convention center, and it blocks her view. And so this must be the target of what the yeah. what he wants to destroy because otherwise. Because the thing that Q says as he's hanging up is he says, I'll make sure that you can see it from now on. Yeah. So that's why he was trying, he was saying that it's doubtful that he's going to blow up Fudo Tower. Otherwise, what the heck? It makes yeah. no sense. So, but getting rid of the convention center that's blocking the room from her, the view from her bedroom to, to the tower makes perfect sense. So he's like, okay. And he hangs up the phone. It's like, that's the, the convention center is the next stop. And she's like, one of the places we're going is at the convention center. Yeah. One of the restaurants is in And the so it's like, he's going to ruin the show too. And then they run to the convention center. And uh, you see, and this is where we see that we learn uh, the uh, Dopont, mm-hmm. the name, yeah, Violet, which totally throws out my view of them uh, being it's being like only twenty six different ones <laughs> because virus, virus, and violence. And then I realized that there was uh, eighty million masquerades. Well, there was that, but I mean, like uh, versions. There's more than one version for each letter mm-hmm. because there was another one. It was. Uh, Cyclone and cockroach. Maybe it's um, capital V and lowercase v. Well, because I, I thought it was that because of the uh, the twenty six case. Mm. There's a, a a case that has twenty six memory from not the movie we're going to watch next, but from uh, the standalone double movie. Okay, is uh, 
the title of which is Common Writer Double A to Z, that Gaia Memories of Fate. Okay. We're going to watch the director's cut. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but so, because in that, in that movie, there is a case, and it has 26, one for each letter. Okay. And that's what makes me think there's only one, but there's not just one. Yeah, so there's, it could be that they're, they're original printings, basically. There's a, there's a case of letters for each iteration well, the, the, of the, the drug. Ca- well, so the cases are guy mem- the, the ones that are in the case are, are V2 memories. Okay. V2 guy memories, which uh, they look like uh, doubles memories. Okay. Not the ones that the noble Dilpons use. Okay. So they're like special. Anyways, um, so V for violence, and he we find out that the wrecking ball thing he we has never on his see arm, who transforms. No, we just hear V for violence, and then we see the big abomination. Um, so before I was thinking, I think it's his left arm, but he's got this big metal ball in his hand, like I said. And you thought it was just like a punching, just thing. for punching. No, it's it's basically a it's it's a it's, it's like on a, a chain. Ball, ball and chain, and so like he shoots it about ready to like take out the building. But Shotaro shows up in Cyclone Metal. Yeah, Cyclone Metal slaps it, slaps it away. And then basically uh, does his one liner, switches to heat metal. Yeah. And starts and whooping him. Totally whoops him. Like big time stomping his his stuff in. <laughs> and uh like this is situation is one hundred percent under control. Oh I love I love it at one point where like violence kind of knocks the met the the pole away and then Shatara just punches him with the heat and like oh, hits yeah. him with the heat. It's part. like almost as soon as he just <laughs> yeah. fist. Um it really shows that like when Shotaro is fighting, he knows how to fight. Yeah, and he's definitely getting better with heat metal. Yeah, I mean, it's it it's the second most used one at this point mm-hmm. after uh, Cyclone Joker. Yeah, which seems to be the most underutilized, even though it's the most used. Yeah, I mean, it's almost it's generic bread and butter, and you never see it actually accomplish anything. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, then um, violence turns into the ball form, jumps, mm-hmm. and then it is a right or break from the hard the the whole. Uh, the tumbler mm-hmm. comes in, knocks it away. Yeah, and <laughs> Philip Shadar is like, "Nice." Uh, and then, uh, so uh, violence is there, about ready to fight some more. And then Clay Doll shows up. Yep, Clay Doll shows up, shoots him, and is all angry because basically ruined my show. Yeah, so she at some point slipped away, transformed. Well, it, it's more than just ruining her show because if she's not able to get this under control, she has to quit and yeah. join the family business. Pretty exactly. Much. So she then jumps down and starts attacking Common Rider because he's trying to stop her, and he's and she's like, "Just get out of my way!" Yeah. So it's a Common Rider versus uh, Clay Doll moment. Kirihiko shows up, and this is a cool, interesting thing because this like gives you a little bit more shows into Kirihiko. He's mm-hmm. just like, "Oh, I was." I was, I was coming wor- here to help her out. I was worried about her, but it looks like she's kind of got it under control. Yeah, it's like what well, common rider and violence is here. Yeah. So he he knows. Well, he knows all the 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 Dilpons because he used right. to sell them, but he doesn't know who this one is because he's not that person. He's not the drug dealer anymore. Yeah. Uh, we've learned before that like other people do it, and sometimes they're and they're not as good as he is because mm-hmm. he would also like give backup service to help them out. He'd like follow up with people. Right. Which is the reason why he was the number one. All these other ones are just like, here's some superpowers. See you later. So here's um, what's interesting. Him after that scene, you see a little bit more of Common Rider versus Claydol. Uh, Claydol goes to punch Common Rider, and he catches the fist. The Philip side catches the fist. Oh, the Philip side catches the fist, and we see a flashback to a little kid punching a little kid's hand, and basically, they, basically the same thing, but two little kids. Yeah, and it's well, and it's the same. They frame it in the same way as what happened when uh, Wakana grabbed Philip. Yes. So everything's all white and stuff like that. So. Uh, that's like he's like well that's weird because it was the Philip it was the fire side so okay it, yeah the Philip side the Philip side um which is why it doesn't really slow anything down because Shotaro's the one controlling the body at that point right yeah um uh so there's like that very quick scene you have no time to think about that because as soon as that's over with 
violence crushes Wakanda from the top. He it does shatters the ball her. slam. Because yeah. she's made out of clay. Yep. And that's, and then and then Kitty goes to say, "What the crap?" Yeah, what the crap? <laughs> End scene. Everyone's like, "What the crap just happened?" That did. Yeah. Um. It's like we knew so, it'd be a cliffhanger, but what? It's so, like first yep, you see so weird... Wakanda's dead, and we move on. Yeah, flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, obviously not. No, uh, obviously, be obviously funny, not. Though. Because yeah, that'd be funny. Be like, oh crap! It's like wow. We, I didn't. It's not that I came to like her. I was just kind of interested in what was going on. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Uh, I guess we're moving on. Um. Uh. So then we see obvi- obviously uh, like you didn't see the trailer, but mm-hmm. obvi- she's in the tra- she's in the next time on. Obviously, I, I would assume so. The whole episode's targeted princess. It'd be kind of weird. Yeah. So obviously she's. Uh. I mean, we learned earlier. Like Psycho's like she's tougher than that. Yeah. Psycho knows what her limits are. Right. And so this isn't going to stop. I mean, her. yeah. If that was enough to take her out, then I imagine one of the energy balls would have done. Yeah, from so, Psycho anyway. Um. So yeah. So that was the end of it. So what did you think about the that? It, it was a pretty good episode. It was like it was a good episode. Yeah. It was it was a lot of building and it was a lot of character moments. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Um, and the action complemented those characters. It really moments. did. Yeah. Because because even when it was it, it, they were short fight scenes, but they were really good as far as uh, conveying a lot of stuff. Um. Uh. Like. Shotar and Philip are getting better. Yeah, uh, but it's not the same kind of improvement that we see with like Kuga. Yeah, because also what we saw was like, uh, what was cool is between the first and the second fight, Shotar totally, uh, double totally changed their their, their t- tactics. Tactic. They knew what they were going up against. They were going because no, at the start they did something in with Cyclone Joker like they always do. Yeah. Didn't work. Cyclone uh, Trigger did uh, like slowed him down, but didn't work because yeah, he had the couldn't old... lock him down. Yeah. So then, but Heat Metal Man, it was like the guy had no time to do nothing. It just and and had the had the tumbler prepared for when went into the ball mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Just wasn't prepared for Clay all the coming. Yeah, their plan of attack was very solid. Yeah, so it was it was a good episode about that, and you got some more stuff with uh, um, museum in the background and a lot of build up between um, for uh, Philip obviously, mm-hmm. but it was really cool as far as seeing how their interactions with somebody affects their opinion, I guess. Yeah. So, like, Shotaro's not just mindlessly following somebody now that he knows they're true. Uh, yes. <laughs> you know, I, I kind of like that now because they were both huge fans, which is kind of interesting that they had a similar interest. Yeah. It's unusual they, that they had a similar interest. Now they don't. And now it's <laughs> yeah, it's lost. Um, yeah, I like it that, that like, uh, Shotaro's just like, okay, that's it. Uh, I'm done with her. Yep. And disillusioned. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't want. She doesn't want my help. She doesn't need my help. I'm out. <laughs> but it, but then he's like, he gets guilted into it by yeah, Philip because it's like it. he's still like hurting people. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that it's a bit out of character there because I feel like if somebody blew up a building or something, I think he would have gone and helped anyways because that's just who he is. Yeah. But he didn't want to be like pointed out that he should still help out. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, there's a. And like the, the, I just love that like Kirioko is just like, oh, I just showed up to help. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she looks like she's got it fine. Yeah, because he's like, she hates him. She does, and he's just like wants to have a family. Right. <laughs> I don't remember, but I'm thinking it's like he was totally an orphan. Yeah, gotta be. Because <laughs> this is this is orphan behavior. Yeah, orphan, especially anime drug dealer behavior. Yeah, <laughs> this is anime drug dealer orphan behavior. Yeah. <laughs> We got to know why. It's a very unique Venn diagram. Get a Hiko in the center. <laughs> so, uh, what was your suck? So, my suck is kind of uh, a minor thing. There was. It's hard for the Saksugoi on the first pile of the thing because yeah. they ha- we don't know if the suck's going to be fixed or if the Sugoi is going to become a suck. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, um, 
I thought about digging into some of the plot holes, but I ended up going with the fact that we've had we have Kirihiko once again showing up just to kind of watch. And the only reason that that's a suck for me is that um, we know he's gotten stronger with his own abilities, and I've been wanting to see him at least fight Common Rider and win. Now that he's got this upgrade, so that way Common Rider can be like, "Oh, I need to set my game up now." Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing is, I know that's what's going to happen because of how much stronger Kirihiko's gotten, but yeah. we're not getting that. Uh, they're not getting that collision yet. Mm-hmm. So it's like every time there's an opportunity, I'm like, oh, here it is. And then he's just watching today, yeah. like virus. And then you know, this time. Yeah. So um, obviously that's not going to be the the status quo for long. It's yeah. just, it's like, dang it. I was kind of hoping. Kirihiko is such a good character. You want him to see him do more. Yeah. Yeah. So it's and just so a minor. He's like, thing. he's like one of the, uh, I mean, it's hard to pick like mm-hmm. a best member of museum because they're all awesome in like their own unique ways. Yeah. I mean, just like. Yeah, they all have their own thing going on. I mean, on. just like you got the pop, you got very different personalities. Rube in there is just like, he's just like, let his daughters almost kill each other. And he's just like, enough. Okay. And then this, uh, and the sibling rivalry routine between the two is great. Museum is great. Uh, for me, my suck is, I talked about it, but it's this conceit of like, just one time Philip is going to hide. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't hide when any other client comes in. Yeah, just this. But one we need time. him to hide. We he has to be hidden, or else. Yeah, like why is he suddenly shy around girls? He, he it's it should be that he just doesn't have an interest in them. But this one he does. It's just it just seems kind of. Uh, no, the reason why he's hiding is because she's museum. Right, but yeah. So it's just like she has to. He has to hide so that she can't see his face, so she yeah. can't know for, that for the plot he needs to be hidden. Yeah, but for the story it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. like, because yeah, he's he's fine when other other people come in all the time. Uh. Like, first episode, uh, I mean, he, like, I mean, there's been episodes where he just walks out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, I think. One again, once again, that was Heaven's yes, Tornado. Yes, I was going to say, Heaven's Tornado, we got to pretend that those two, it, like, we know they exist, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meh. Yeah. It was uncharacteristic, but still, it's just like the plot conceived. And, uh. Yeah, that was just the that was pretty much the only thing that bothered me. Right, and I I, sh- I forgot to mention, um, correct myself actually, is that it's not plot holes that I I didn't mention. It was like like you had said with the phone, like being able to hear each other over. Yeah, it was it was. It's not plot holes, but little things that aren't. Eh, what's the word? They're just they're just things that make it more convenient because like that whole thing could have been done if they would have just explained it to each other, but then we'd be getting the same information three or four times as the, yeah as that's chained along. It's kind of like in the story when then like when you're reading a book. And then the just, line comes up, and then I explained everything. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of having like four pages of that okay, person so explaining everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unless that person's going to have like a completely different adverse reaction to the information, there's no point in retelling it. Yeah. Yeah. Then I filled them in. Yeah. Or it, it comes back to the scene with like, what? That's what happened? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, because in real life, you'd have to listen to the whole thing again. Yeah, because the other thing that could have fixed it is if she just put it on speaker. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Um, so what's your score? So um, so a couple – there's actually three things. They're all kind of minor, but eh, I'll just mention them. So I really like the opening for this episode. There's a lot of fun parts, um, and then we get the – the cue blowing stuff up. So very uh, dynamic inter- start of an episode. As yeah. Far as like, you know, immediate danger, uh, not goofy, uh, but there was goofiness going on as far mm. as their interaction with uh, the radio. Yeah. It's really interesting. The other thing is I really liked Violence's outfit. It's kind of nifty as far as it being 
uh, you know the person inside that suit is not as big as the suit makes him look. Yeah. But it looked it still looked like a big guy in a suit. So that's kind of cool. Like, the, the, you think violence, and you're like, how are they going to personify violence? And then you look at it, you're like, oh, yeah, it's kind of personified <laughs> violence there. I'm just wondering how the suit actor can see. Like, where are the eye holes? <laughs> it's like a whole art. How does how does the person who's wearing common rider see? Yeah, like, like I, I kind of want to just put on the helmet once, not to be like, yeah, look, I put on common rider, just to be like, oh, okay, oh, it you makes can see so like much two sense. degrees. <laughs> makes so much sense. I'm sure they practice a lot outside of the suits, so that w- or like without the heads on, mm-hmm. so that they know the motions of the. I mean, these th- that's these people's jobs, the whole thing. But yeah, so yeah, and then finally, and this one's just kind of. Very minor is that I love Shotaro's immediate reaction to the lady that runs the sweet shops now. Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, I still I don't really like you, even though I understand. But, you know, hey, I'm glad it's working out. Yeah. So it's like that. I wish you ill. It's just. I remember what you were before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, thank you, Shotaro, for speaking my mind once again. Um, so those are my three Sugoi's. Uh, my su- being the best one. Uh, my Sugoi, uh, I always feel like I'm doing this, but it's the uh, the whole family di- dinner dynamic. Uh-huh. I just yeah. I just love the whole museum thing. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's because of the like I know these notice these things as during rewatches the things that are cooler to you are different than the first time you watch them mm-hmm. because those have already been cool for you. Yeah. Now these things are like more cool. additional. You're like, yeah. oh man, I wish I had been thinking about that when I went into episode eight or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So. I really like the family dynamic they have going on. And, like, if, if, if I had to break it down, it's just Kiryuko is just awesome. He is awesome. He, yeah. He's just, like, he's, like, the second, like, well, it's hard to say secondary because there's two other, there's two main ones. He's the tertiary, like, main character of the yeah. story. <laughs> yeah. He's our he's our introduction he, to the museum. He's our, he's our uh, anti, anti, anti-Carmen Rider, not anti, anti would be before Carmen Rider. Yeah. Anti, uh, like, Carmen Rider, the in place of, because that's what anti means. It means the in place of. Mm-hmm. So he's, like, the flip version, the inverse yeah. version of Common Rider, who was like yeah, because if there if there was a Common Rider on museum side, it would be yeah, Kirihiko. Kirihiko, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's our dark side protagonist. Yes. So um, now we have to do uh the Rider ranking, and we have right now we have double at number one. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's gonna go up any higher. No, let's just drop him all the way to the bottom. Let him yeah. start fresh. He's doing so well. <laughs> he's doing so well. Make make him start over. Yeah. <laughs> We're handicapping New him. Game plus. <laughs> New game plus. <laughs> so our rider ranking, I guess, is just gonna stay the same. Yeah. Because it's uh double at number one, zero one at number two, Vulcan at three, Ichigo without even an actor <laughs> is at number four, uh Kuga's at five, which is a very high for him and, and uh, Valkyrie is at number six which is very low for her because she just hasn't been doing anything mm-hmm. uh, speaking of which the next episode of of Kamen Rider Double is titled Q on the Radio Live Catastrophe um whenever I think of, have you ever read any of Pierce Anthony's Xanth books um I think you told me about them where it's just like the land of the magical land of Xanth is like uh, all puns are real, mm. and there is in Xanth, um, there's a small statue of a cat's butt that causes things to go wrong. Oh, it's a cat ass trophy. A cat ass trophy. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> that's bad. Well, it's kind of like the censorship when it comes into harbor. You can't even say blank. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally the line in the book. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, that will be our next episode. 
live on the radio, uh, the cue on the radio, live catastrophe. Yeah, next episode of Double. Next episode of Double. Next episode of ours, the Common Rider 01, um, episode 13. Oh, yeah. I work as the president's secretary. Because remember, the end of uh, 01 was like sort of a cliffhanger where he got the new form. Mm-hmm. But the guy who, the the, t- the detective human gear who seems to know everything's like, you shouldn't use it. Right. You're gonna, it's good enough to use the uh, mammoth. Yeah, because he's fighting against uh, Dodo the, and not. Uh, the, the, the upgraded little assassin. Yeah, so we're going to have to see what happens with all of that. And obviously, it's like I'm the president's assistant. It's going to have to do with Izu. Yeah, because she's something weird's going on with her right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's like the... She literally is like this, like the secondary character of the show, almost. Even though we have two other writers, right? <laughs> you know, random, totally random. But uh, I just now remembered the vice president's secretary's name. Like it just popped in my head out of the clear blue sky. What was it? It's Shasta. Shasta. That's right. Yeah, I don't know why. And we nothing about her. It's just, oh yeah, that's a name. That's a name for somebody. Oh, well, yeah, because uh, she played a big role in the movie. In the movie, yeah, that's when we learned it. Yeah, we learned about it in the movie because she was just a secondary character. Which is funny because they were like much bigger characters in the movie than they were like <laughs> in the show. But they have been in the past couple of episodes because there's been yeah. a lot of focus on. Um, yeah, we're finally getting more yeah. KP because he had kind of disappeared for nearly half of the episode. Yeah. So, um, but since we're on episode 13, it's episode 16 is the end of the first arc, arc the Metsubai Jinrai saga. Um, so there's no telling what will happen then. Mm-hmm. But that is for our next episode. We'll see you then. Okay, well, that's going to wrap it up for us. Writing Through the Ages has been a production of Fanboy Opinion. You can find out more information at fanboyopinion.com. You can email us at fanboyopinion at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments. You can also follow us at fanboy underscore opinion on Twitter if you want to follow any new information about the show or want to tweet about it. If you have any questions about any podcatchers, be sure to let us know. Please don't forget to rate and review us on any Anywhere you're, any way you find us. I'm Eric. I'm Eugene. And we want to thank you again for writing with us. <laughs>